Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. How running a farm is just like building a business. How do you host a great workshop? Hey, I'm Donnie Bovine, the CEO and founder of Success Champion Networking and author of the book, Fuck to Focused. This is Growth Mode, a podcast all about growing and scaling your business. Hanging out with me as always is Kevin Snow, the sales automation tactician and genius. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how to create a great workshop, how to host it, and how to freaking turn that workshop into revenue for your business. And I can tell you, I was not the big workshop guy at all until I got to Sandler training. And, you know, prior to going to work for Sandler, I did a lot of, you know, workshops and things and everything else. And I did get some money and everything out of it. But it wasn't until I got to Sandler and I really learned the value and benefit out of what it takes to to host and, and a great workshop. And I still think it's funny that my first ever presentation for first workshop for Sandler training, I ran out about a halfway through the damn thing because I just mentally freaking freaked the hell out. My my need for approval was going off. I was sitting in front of a bunch of CEOs. And I just lost it. But you know, I can even go back further that when I'm in St. Louis and supposed to be prevent, presenting to the small delegation of the UN Council, same thing. You know, I didn't run out that time, but I completely froze until the vice president of my company said, you know, Donnie, what's the next move in this? And then all of a sudden I snapped back too. But I think, you know, for a lot of people, there's of course the fear of getting up in front of people. For a lot of people, there's, you know, a lot of different factors that play into it, man. But I can promise you, Hosting workshops is one of the most greatest business development activities you can do to get people interested in what you do, how to do it, and, you know, get people introduced to your brand overall. When yeah, did you start I, doing? I, go ahead, go ahead. Tell me that. I, completely, I was going to say I completely agree. Uh, but I think we need to really uh, uh, define the whole idea that a workshop is not a webinar. Correct. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, Cause we've all sat through those webinars and those just turn into pitch sessions. It's yep. literally 
you know, I'm going to give you some half-assed content that I'm going to sell you. And there's still yeah. people out there saying you can triple your revenue by doing webinars and doing evergreen webinars. You know, those are nice for getting content, getting people into a list. But, you know, the workshop where you're actually having people, whether it's virtual or in person, engaging is so much more effective. Oh, 10 times better. Yeah, it's so I mean, so if you don't know what a webinar is, webinar is typically one presenter sitting hosting on a screen and you can't see really or interact with anybody else. They're just presenting an idea, typically done in about 45 minutes or an hour and completely worthless as far as building a business. So when we're talking about workshops, we're talking about an interactive you know, hour, 30 minutes time frame where you're being taught a concept, allowed to interact with the other members, brainstorm through that concept and come out with tangible things that you can apply and use to your business. Not necessarily a pitch doesn't mean a pitch doesn't happen at the end, but it's when the pitch does happen at the end of a workshop, it's not a grease ball tactic to capture email and all that crap. This is really about providing real value. Yep. So um, when did you start getting into workshops? Uh, so I started getting into workshops probably mid or early 2000s, like 2005, 2006 ish. It's probably when and I what started were you doing, doing my ones. Uh, I was with that other uh, network organization, yeah. the, you know, the organization that shall not be named. And, uh, We'll call it was working. Yeah, <laughs> I was with Voldemort. I was a death eater. Um, <laughs> that's that's going to be stuck in our culture now forever, I think. Um, yes. But yeah, so it was it was working with uh, the members and doing, you know, different workshops on different topics, you know, about networking. And it was there where I really figured out the, the difference between a presentation where you're just standing on stage and talking at the group and actually building a workshop where they're working on stuff and they are engaging with you and asking questions and answering your questions and really unbeknownst to them driving the workshop even though you had it planned to go a certain way they're all asking the right stuff that keeps the workshop going and they're thinking they're getting everything they've ever wanted because they're the ones asking it and getting the conversation going yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is the word shop. And and every time I hear that word, I think go back to like junior high for me because I didn't do it in high school. But it was your actual shop class in school where you were actually building, creating, tinkering. You know, yeah, that's that's the whole premise of this is you're not there to just be educated. You're there to actually do the stuff that's being taught and implement and, and figure out ways to do it in your business. But, you know, putting together a good workshop is not always the easiest thing to do because there's a lot of elements that come with it, you know, figuring out a title, figure out what you're going to teach, you know, and for me, because I've been doing it so many times, I mean, Kevin will tell you that I will just throw out a random topic and then two seconds before it, I'll, you know, I'll do a complete workshop on it, but that's because I've been doing it for, for so many years, but so many people struggle with what should they teach? How should they teach it? You know, how do they create different activities? So I'm going to pick on you a little bit, Kevin, just because I know you <laughs> overthink it every time you fucking do it. No, but it's a good thought process. And it's a good system you go through to actually build out, you know, workshops. So where do you start when it comes to building out a workshop? So I start at the end. 
And when I'm building out a workshop, my first question is, all right, so what do I want them to have accomplished at the end of the workshop? What needs to, where do they need to be? What's the, what is their state? And then, then I start working backwards and figure out, all right, so again, back to the backwards planning from the military. But yeah, I started at the end and then I started trying to figure out, all right, so what are the steps they have to go through to get there? You know, if the end state is this, where should they be right before it? And how do I get them there? And then building in that type of content. I've I've found, because I used to do it the other way. I used to write the introduction and then start at the beginning and work through and do the conclusion. And then I'd have to go back and just completely re-edit the damn thing. Because stuff was... Not, stuff was never in the right order. Uh, the, what, how, when I got to the end, the introduction didn't fit anymore because I'd really like changed course halfway through because I had some realizations or some ideas and it just took me forever. So now I starting at the end, we're understanding, all right, here's where I need to be. I write all the content. Then I do the, the conclusion and the introduction right at the end. Yeah, I think that's really smart um, because like you said, most times when people try and write forward, if you will, the context and content will often change. I mean, it goes down to even me writing a post on LinkedIn or something. I'll start off with one theme and I did it this morning. I started off with one theme and I realized halfway through I was writing a completely different article. I'm like, Whoa, stop, back it up, clear out this stuff and keep on task. You know, and uh, for, for me, it's not so much the end game state. For me, it's the overall topic. And then what I do is I play a fun little game with myself of, okay, is this one going to be five steps, seven steps, or 10 steps? And, you know, oftentimes by just putting it's going to be X amount of steps, it forces me to get a little bit more detailed in, okay, what's it take to go from A to B? And I've found that the more you can give people a system or a step-by-step that they can follow or a series Uh, an acronym they can follow it makes it really easy for them to go okay this is what i do here this is what i do here this is what i do here and i think people wrap their head around it a lot more yep yeah so like for the summit workshop that i'm doing this year we're at the end the end state for me for everyone that's in the room is they're going to have a mapped out email campaign with uh you know the basics for all the emails are going to know how the flow works. You're going to know subject, uh, general content. So all they have to do is then really go back, fill it in and put it into their email thing. So for me, it's figuring out, all right, so what is the process I use when I am doing an email campaign and I'm writing emails and how do I teach it? So I'm, I'm totally looking what are the steps I they need to go through to be able to do that on a, you know, within 45 or with, I guess for me, it's for within 75 minutes, they will have everything done. And what does that look like? So it was very much, it has to be very much process driven because if you're going to have them do something, there has to be, you know, your first step. And then what's the thing that builds on it and how are you getting them through that, that journey to have something that's usable at the end? Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that I really like that, doing a workshop does is forces you to think about the tactical steps you take in doing it. Because oftentimes when we do a thing, it's become robotic because we've done it so many times. But when you've got to break it down and explain it to somebody else, it puts it in a different thought process, a different plane to work through it. And 
I don't know if you found the same thing, but I found for me that oftentimes in trying to turn it into a workshop, I found a better or a more improved way of doing it because I was looking at it from a different angle. You know, it's a cool evolution. Yeah. And, and I really like, because a lot of times when you go to different conferences or events and you're listening to speakers, they're giving you all this really cool, high level information that you're like, oh my God, that's awesome. We need to do it. But they never give you how to actually do it. Right. So you leave there. It's like, oh, that's awesome. I want to do this, but I have no idea where to start. So the workshop I love because you're literally, you know, taking this high level idea of, hey, you should do email marketing and actually helping them leave that workshop with something they can use where they don't go back to their desk and say, well, now what the fuck do I do? Right. This is really cool. I love that workshop. We That would so work for us, but I have no idea how to do it. Oh, I love this. So, so step one, what the hell are you going to teach, right? What's the workshop about? What's the overall theme? And to Kevin's point, what's the main end objection of that workshop? Second thing I think you got to think about is what are you going to call the damn workshop? Because the title of a workshop will really make or break a, a workshop and how many people who shows up when they are going to come to it. And I know for me, most times my titles come from the exact words our clients say. And the things that come out of their mouth on a particular topic <clears throat> is where I formulate a lot of the titles and things. Because when you think about a title, you got to think about, okay, what are they doing a Google search for? That is an indicator that they're looking exactly for whatever you're fixing to be teaching and the likes. What do you do when it comes to titles? Uh- hey, Donnie Bobine here, CEO of Success Champions Networking. And I just want to jump in really quick and tell you about the network. Success Champion Networking isn't for the beginning networker. It's for the business people that understand that building a successful relationships is a two-way street requiring commitment from both parties involved. Stop wasting time networking with people that don't understand how to leverage their network to generate quality referrals for you. If you're ready to network with business people that are tired of doing all the heavy lifting and want to build real partnerships that generate high revenue referrals, visit one of our chapters today at successchampionnetworking.com and I look forward to seeing you there. It depends on how I'm presenting it. If I'm doing an online workshop where I'm going to be promoting it on LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, and, and trying to get people into a Zoom room, I'm going to do a lot of, you know, the three ways to, you know, five ways mm. to do this. Uh, and really, you know, here's how you do that. It's, it's what you said, understanding what they're Googling for. So that the three ways to write an email that converts, you know, that type of stuff that uh, is tells them exactly what they're going to get at the end uh, to get them to open up the event and actually look at the content. If I am doing a actual in-person presentation, I will try and be a little bit more creative uh, and really have something that's going to catch their eye and make them say, ooh, uh, that is a really interesting title. I want to know more. When I think it comes to a title, you very matter-of-factly need to think about who's the audience. You know, because I found titles that... I thought we're going to be a huge like hit for a workshop brought the wrong crowd. And it's because of what I said in the title. Yep. You know, and so I have to really think about, you know, 
what is the actual person or who is the actual person I want to show up and and speak directly to them. If I say, you know, um, while you're, while your prospecting sucks, I'm going to bring a lot of salespeople. But if I talk more about why your sales team sucks, I'm going to bring a lot more management. So you really have to think about specifically who is the target audience and how do you write that title so they come to the game and show up uh, because I've done it too many times where I've got the wrong crowd uh, at, to show up at the event. And vice versa. I've gone to workshops where I thought it was going to be really awesome content that I absolutely wanted to hear. And then I go there. I'm like, oh, this was not actually for me. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> like, Because the title and description were wrong. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. That's not what you're talking about at all. So <laughs> and then I'm, then I'm pissed because I just wasted an hour, an hour and a half of my time. Especially when you're so, at a conference or something and there's two tracks and you're trying to decide yep. which one to go to. And you read this one and then realize you should have went to the other one because what they're teaching is nothing like you thought it was going to be. So. Then I have to go through the whole uh, mind exercise of, do I get up and leave? Uh, oh, I see, I just person? walk out. You're, yeah, you know I, what you do. I just, I'm, 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 I don't have time to sit there, you know, so, um, but, you know, a couple of tricks that you can do to find good titles is just go to Google and type in whatever you're trying to teach a workshop, and you're going to see a ton of titles out there and see which one resonates best, and hell, you can even A-B test it where you put it out to a group of people and say, would you rather hear this or this, and, you know, let them tell you. The, the next portion of it, so if you know the content, you know the title, is where the hell do you post it so people actually show up and attend? And I can tell you, hands down, uh, out of everything we've done, shy of running ads, LinkedIn has dominated everything. And, you know, we run a once a month open to the public workshop that happens the first Friday of every month. And you can click on my profile at any given time to... I should start putting you as a speaker that Kevin, so you can invite people too. But, you know, the, but you can click on my profile at any time, just go to events and, you know, coming up, we have the mental game of business, but each month we put that out there. But the great thing about LinkedIn is you can invite a thousand people, a thousand of your contacts to whatever workshop you put out there and you can sync it up with zoom and, or you can do this in person too, and still invite a thousand people. But, LinkedIn loves events at the moment. And so they're going to help you try and push and promote it out. And, you know, I bet you we get 250 people registered for every workshop and we get 40 to 60 people showing up every time we host one. And I mean, that's to me, it's just a fantastic return on getting a bunch of people, some who know you, some who don't to show up for your workshop. But man, we've tried a lot of the other platforms to, to nothing like Eventbrite, nothing, yeah. you know, um, any other events, Facebook, very small return. Um, hands down, LinkedIn is absolutely dominated for us and allowed us to test a lot of different topics, titles, and, and, and different things. Um, now, I say all this, if you're going to throw money at it, you're going to run like Facebook ads or something, then pick the platform that you can throw money at. But with a lot of our titles yep. and the things we do, we can't throw money at them, so uh, they won't let us advertise them. Yeah, I think it's really key when you're looking at where you're going to promote it at that you understand who your audience is. We've talked about that a little bit already, but then also with that, understand where they hang out. You know, for us, for the people we target with, you know, business owners, uh, entrepreneurs, LinkedIn is way more effective. 
know, for other other uh, types of products and services, Facebook might be better because it is much more of a consumer based uh, audience. Right. So you really need to understand where your people hang out and then go there. You know, just don't go to LinkedIn because we said so, uh, because it might not be right for you. Well said. Well said. You know, and 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 then there are some people that do YouTube. You know, there are people who are, you know, they have regular uh, live content on YouTube and get, you know, hundreds of people that join and live stream with them and promote it that way. So, you know, Twitch is another option. If you want to do stuff on Twitch, that might, if you know, if you're in the electronics gaming community, you know, that might be an option. So there's, there's a ton of stuff out there and you just got to kind of experiment and see where you get the best play, you know, uh, do a couple do tests, go back and forth, say, all right, we're going to try LinkedIn. Now we're going to try Facebook and see what works and what you liked, what you didn't like. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, play with it, try it, test it, see, see, see what happens out there. And I mean, for me, the biggest portion to run big workshops, we have a ton of people showing up is you got to build your following. You got to build your, your champions that are into your message. Because a lot of our events and workshops and things that we do now, a lot of our champions and success champion networking or champions table, they invite their people so they can introduce them to our world. But it's taken us you know, a lot of damn years to build a following up that can do this. It's only going to go bigger from here. So, so focus on wherever your audience is and spend time there and dominate on that particular platform. You know, uh, our graphic designer, Brian Price, I mean, he's building a lot of his attention on, you know, Twitch right now. And so he's building his Twitch followers and Twitch communities. And we don't do anything on Twitch, just as a prime example. I'm going to say, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to, I wanted to jump into that whole concept of, you know, you want to do a workshop. Awesome. But you need to be active on the platform. You right. already need to be doing stuff. You need to have been out posting. You know, I am half-assed on LinkedIn right now. <laughs> I'm getting better. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago, we, I said I sucked at it. Now I'm just half-assed. So, you know, that's an improvement. But I don't think I could jump on LinkedIn and post an event and get 60 people to show up because I haven't been really active with my content and driving people to follow me. Ooh, uh, we're going to test that theory. I want to find out. Whereas, whereas Donnie is. He's active and he's posting there multiple times a day and on other people's and then commenting on other people's posts as well. So he's getting got a much better reach. So if you want to do the workshop thing, you need to, like Donnie said, build the audience and be active where you're going to try and do this workshop at. Yeah, we're really going to test that. I want to find out because I, I, I think somewhat by osmosis is hanging around with me as much as you do and all the things with me. But I think a lot of people are actually really interested in and I mean, they, you, we heard it during one of our Thursday training, how many people want to hear from you. You know, so I, I think we're going to really test, you know where's the best place for Kevin to host a workshop coming up. And now he's Has, testing me. Hashtag <laughs> team Kevin said nobody ever. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I'm going to have a cool t-shirt for the summit. When I present, just going to have hashtag team Kevin. <laughs> you know, but, but the bottom line for all of this. Oh, and the last thing we should cover is you need to have some sort of mechanism that, 
uh, tracks what people are doing, saying, responding. So whether you're doing some sort of email collection, for me, my favorite thing to do is always finish every workshop with lessons learned. I love to figure out, you know, what their biggest takeaways are and, you know, the likes, but Kevin speaks to this better than I do. So I, I also think you know, before we get to that part where we're, you're capturing things, I, I think we, you need to make sure that you're building in, you know, we're going to jump all the way back to content a little bit, but really build in a way for the people at your workshop to engage with each other. Yes. And whether that is breakout rooms or some sort of conversation where they are sharing and you're just moderating and letting everyone engage with each other, you need to have not just where you're questioning and they answer you and then you move on. You need to actually have the chance for them to talk to each other as well, because that adds so much value because now people, not only are they getting the benefit of your experience and your, your the great content you're teaching, but now they're also getting to interact with other business people and they're, you never know what connection you're going to help facilitate and how they're going to be like, yeah, I went to this workshop and I met my, I met a freaking amazing client there because we got to talk to each other. You know, I jump on webinars now where you're just watching a, the PowerPoint presentation and I don't even stay anymore. I'm like, ah, I thought this would be a really cool concept, but I just don't want to listen, just sit and listen for an hour. How boring. Yeah, no kidding. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm out instantly. If I if I show up to an event and I can't interact and network, I'm out. Uh, I just don't have time for it. I'm sure the the content is valuable, but I I learn best by doing things and doodling and this that and the other. So if I'm not sending private messages or, or the likes, then you know I'm having conversations and I'm just yep. out out. You know, yeah. and uh. Yeah, I started talking a little bit about it, but you need to get lessons learned at the end of every workshop. So you want your takeaways. And the cool thing is what I mean by lessons learned is where people share kind of their biggest highlights and takeaways for the event because, and what you'll see is as people go around and say, I learned this and took away, if you watch the rest of the people that are in the workshop, they're going to shake their heads like, oh yeah, that was a good one. I remember that too. You know, and it's a little bit of validation, but it's a lot more of reminding people all the things you covered. Yeah, it's really awesome. So that's a great way for people to reinforce what they did. But then, you know, you also want to be able to reach out and do stuff with them after the workshop, too. So, uh, you know, the I did this on a podcast the other day. We do it all the time. And he was shocked. He's like, oh, my God, that's such a great idea. Use SMS, use texting to get people to to engage with you. So we will when we're on stage or we're on a podcast and we get done. We're always going to say, hey, if you want to get X and text these words to this number, yeah. you know, if you're if you're presenting on stage, maybe it's a, a workbook that goes along with the content so they can keep working on stuff at home, copy of your slides. Uh, I have a little uh, worksheet that I use for podcasts, stuff like that. But get them to text you. Now they're in your world. And now you can reach out and do stuff with them. Uh, and it's a great way to keep the conversation going after you get done with the event. For sure. And, you know, we've told it plenty of times, but we've had events where we drop the, you know, send the word success to 817-318-6030. And the, the amount of people who opt in out of that, as long as you provide a lot of value, has just been tremendous. You know, I, I think workshops are one of the most dynamic, creative ways to build a business. It puts you in front of the room. It allows you to do you know, a ton of stuff. 
But if you have more questions on workshops, please send Kevin and I a message. You can, you know, send an email over to, uh, shit, what's the success champion uh, email, Kevin? Uh, the member success. Support. Oh, support. Member Which one? Yeah, you, you can do either one. Uh, support at successchampionnetworking.com. And feel free to ask us a lot of questions. We've, we've done a ton of workshops and we've never done a workshop on doing workshops. So that can be an interesting one down the way. And, you know, as always, guys, if you got any tips, tricks, any value out of this, please do us a favor. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a review and share this out with one other person. You know, as we continue to grow this, man, we're trying to impact and help as many people as possible. So share this episode with one other person that could get value out of it. And as always, love you, mean it. See you. Bye. When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yet they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that, that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com, go visit one of our peer groups, and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.